Hi, welcome to Eurocron. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Eurocron is a podcast where we chronicle extraordinary people and their extraordinary stories. Our goal is simple, entertain, inspire, educate, and at times humor our audience while our guests build their audio legacy. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. Welcome to your cron to this very special edition of COVID. So Darren put mute. So is it working now? It's working great. Yeah. We're we're good. Yeah. So uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, let let Thank let's you. let's start over again if we can. We had some bad echo there, but anyway, these are our good friends. We're uh, doing what a lot of folks are doing uh, via Zoom. Actually, we're we're having a Sunday fun day, socializing um, in this very unique time with COVID nineteen. And anyway, Dr. Steele, our good friend Bob Steele was was talking. He's on Why the front is lines. COVID nineteen, not COVID twenty. <laughs> because the disease started because it in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it should be twenty. So, Bob, I'm I'm sorry, but could you can you get tell us what what you're seeing on the front lines? And sorry to ask you to repeat, but we we had a a big echo problem there. So, if we could maybe right. hear from you so, again. Sorry about that. So I'll. Uh, so I'm hospital-based, so I'm seeing more of the private patients that are coming in, not the big drones that are going to the um, FEMA-run stadium-type centers. So um, we have three units we set up at my hospital. Um, they're all full, so, so we are seeing quite an influx of patients. Um, we have about four really critical patients. The rest of them are kind of needing supportive care, IVs and anti-nausea medicines and things like that. Um, we are starting to begin to see the volumes where we're setting up tents in the parking lot to handle the volume of patients. Um, also because we wanna keep them out of the emergency room from um, potentially exposing other patients. Um, probably harder for the families because we went to a no visitor policy. So no visitors in the hospital at all. Um, laboring mothers can have the husband there until they have the baby, then they have to leave. And even um, hospice and dying patients can only do FaceTime. Um, which makes it very, very difficult for them. Um, so it, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tough atmosphere and, and pretty frustrating for families and, and very difficult for them because they're stressed and it makes it difficult for us to try and guide them through that. How, how many um, hours are you putting in personally and how are you holding up? Um, well, it's tiring. I have to go in probably about 4.30 in the morning because I'm, I'm leading in, in my particular building, I'm leading the screening center. So I go in at 4.30 and have to get everything set up at multiple entry points. Um, and then I schedule and coordinate the screening teams, which actually starts at about six o'clock in the morning because we screen um, all the staff and all the physicians and all the, and, and, and any hospital personnel that come in to make sure that they're safe. Um, and then any, any, we have physician office practices that patients come into our building as well. So we have to screen those. Um, so I usually go in around 4.30 and then I'm usually there depending on what's going on for the day until mm, sometimes around one o'clock or 1.30. Um, and then I come home and finish my day out um, with meetings and things until usually about three or four. Um, and then I'm on call. Um, and, and I pretty much primarily do Monday through Friday, but things happen during the weekend. And so we just all kind of clump together and do what we got to do. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's not too bad. It, it, it's not the hours and it's tiring. It's, it's just the stress, you know, for, for me personally, like I said, it, it's really trying to support the families, um, 
for, for, you know, it's hard to tell somebody you've got a family member in there that's dying and you can't go in and be with them. Um, that's, that's very, very difficult. And then, um, you know, I, I personally, because I've worked a lot of places around the world, I actually personally am acquaintances with or know three people that are peers in the healthcare profession that have died from Covera. So that, Uh, that makes it kind of tough. Yeah. Um, for sure. So we'll, we'll just Bobby, see. What, Bobby, where are those people? Where are those people located? Um, a, a nurse that I that a nurse that I knew in Miami um, that that I taught um, that I actually taught some some trauma nursing and critical care nursing courses to um, uh, just recently um, passed away this past week down in Miami, and then when I was um, in New York um, doing some consulting gigs in 2016. Um, the, the male nurse that was the assistant nurse manager at that emergency room in the hospital up there that passed away this past week. Um, I was an acquaintance. I knew him, not a good friend, but I'd been in meetings with him and knew of him from putting the uh, electronic health system in up there, um, knew of him. Um, so that was relatively close. And then um, another nurse that was in um, Fort Lauderdale that I, that I knew of and uh, had had work dealings with. So, so three people pretty close by. Yeah. Um, makes it kind of tough. Okay. Makes it real tough. Yeah. Hmm. So, so we'll see. We'll see where we go. It's gonna. It's getting a little bit tougher. I know in the Houston area, um, the hospitals citywide have decided starting Saturday, um, which I, first time I go back is tomorrow morning. I had the weekend kind of off, even though I've been on the computer. Um, we're starting. Um, everybody that uh, goes in, all staff in all departments, twenty four hours a day, everywhere, have to wear a mask now, um, even though we're probably going overboard a little bit with the CDC guidelines. It's not an N95, um, but it, but we're making everybody wear a mask all the time, anytime you're in the building, um, just to do everything we can to try and contain it and nip it in the butt. Yeah. So our, our good friend Dan is a reporter, um, works for the media there in Boston. So what's what's happening in Boston? What are you guys seeing there, Dan? Michigan, uh, Boston started out bad, but uh, maybe we stabilized, but we're... Uh, doing the same shelter in place, if you will, even though they don't like to use that term, which uh, leaves Laura, like many of our citizens, unhappily staying at home, trying to deal with it. Uh, At work, we've taken measures to try to separate people as much as possible, Uh, have people work in different parts of the building to keep space between them. Reporters uh, start in the field, stay in the field, not come into the building, and uh, other kind of measures, hoping and so far, we haven't seen any cases that we know about in the building, and they're hoping to keep that way. A few times they've sent people home and told them to stay home for a couple of weeks just in case, well, like some people who went, went to the Celtics. They covered the Celtics, and as you remember, some of the NBA players had some early instances. Some of the people who covered that, they, they asked to stay home for a couple of weeks to try to uh, make sure they don't bring it in and spread it. And my photographer, who uh, has gone to D.C. with me a lot, uh, he had to stay home for a couple of weeks. So they're trying to be careful and knock on wood. So far, we haven't seen any cases uh, in the building, but <clears throat> any workplace, we're trying to do what we can, like Bobby says. Yeah, so I know we've talked before, and you take the subway, I believe, to work. Are you still doing that? And what what's the uh, mass transit situation there? Yeah, I take the subway. Uh, they've taken limited numbers, and uh, to tell you the truth, it's pretty empty. So it's pretty easy to keep the uh, social distancing, which I just heard today, and a good idea that it maybe should be called uh, uh, spatial distancing, or uh, rather than being socially distanced, we should learn to be spatial distance, uh, six feet. Uh, um, 
and generally I'm able to keep away from people and then I do my wipes uh, you know before and after work and that kind of thing wear my gloves in the colder weather so I try to take measures my kids and others tell me uh, don't take mass transit but uh, it works for me and parking is difficult still downtown so uh, price and otherwise so I still take the mass transit and it's pretty empty so it's pretty easy to keep distance from people yeah and so Michigan has been waiting patiently. Hello, Gloria. Hi. Um, we got problems. Yeah, what do you got? We got big problems. We lost uh, a chief of police in Detroit, a um, couple of police officers, firefighter, nurses on the front line. Um, for me personally, I was not shut down from flying until Friday the 13th. So I've been in the air quite a bit and at large events. So, um, Bobby, maybe you can answer this. The likelihood that I've been exposed is probably very dramatic. Do you agree? Yeah, who, you know, it's a shot in the dark. Who knows? I mean, the chances that we've all been exposed are pretty good, but you just never know. Right. Yeah. And Bobby, would it be right that she says she's been going since the 13th? We're 14 days and more past that. So she should be okay for any transmission from the flights. I, w I would think. I mean, that that's what the statistics show is now, as much as we know today. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I'm not going near anybody. Uh, I've got a grandson being born in a week. Um, so clearly not going to be around my kids for a while. And they don't want me, by the way. They want me to wait at least another 30 days. So. Well, we canceled a uh, 80th birthday party for Laura's father. Buffalo, yep. we had to pull out. We pulled out of that to avoid uh, the boys were going to come in from LA and New York and us from Boston. We pulled the plug on that. That was next weekend or last weekend. The weekend before that, though, my 96 year old mother gathered for her 93 year old mother's birthday Jeez. with all the of the 93 year olds relatives from out of town, and they all gathered in the early days of this. Don't know if they would do that now, but they did. And knock mm -hmm. on wood, so far nobody that we've heard of. Um, I did have a 55 year old cousin, uh, I've never seen in years, but was at a reunion this summer who died of an un unrelated sudden illness, a sudden cancer illness. And like a lot of people though, the family now has to figure out, like you talked about births and keeping people away. They've got to put any kind of funeral procedure on hold. Yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the other thing, even if you're not coronavirus, uh, anything medical, anything death is, uh, put on hold because of all this. Wow. Yeah. Very, very strange times. So, um, Darren, we could definitely use some uh, music right now. Have you, have you been, uh, what have you been doing during this time? Are you writing some, some uh, good songs to uh, cheer everybody up? Cheer everyone up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Me and Bob and Little Boots. <laughs> Actually, um, I have pulled out some music. And I keep telling myself day by day that I'm going to use this time and get some more producing done. But, you know, I've just been following all this stuff on the news and I'm like been glued to that. And, you know, even though a lot of it's just redundant at this point, other than the fact that case numbers are rising and deaths are rising, you know, but um, yeah, I keep telling myself I'm going to get back into the music, but I just haven't been able to get myself motivated at this point to do that yeah where did our queen yeah, go 
Well, yeah, the other thing, too, it's like, <clears throat> I mean, this stuff plays on your mind more than you think it does. And so I find I'm just totally preoccupied with it. So it's just hard for me to get motivated when it comes to other things, just because this is always on my mind. And the fact that, you know, as each day passes, we realize that we can't just jump in the car and go to our favorite wine bar or, you know, things that we just took for granted. Um, occasionally we go to the store and usually Bob does, and I still sit here, but, um, you know, it's just a different reality right now. Yeah. It, it very much is. Are, is our uh, is our queen around? <laughs> is what? Our, our queen. I'm. Uh, she. She's. Uh, she's been out of the picture sleeping. for a while. Oh, our queen. Queen. Where is oh, she? Oh, she? She went Don't to sleep. Well, she doesn't want to talk. So if she doesn't. She doesn't talk. She doesn't come up on your screen. But I brought why her back. Why does she talk? She. She's napping. Well, wake her ass up. <laughs> She's okay, our first, uh, that's the first guest I've ever had on your cron that's taken a nap. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for the show, but anyway. That way you get two angles on me. <laughs> I got a two cam shoot. That's funny. She's not napping. Are you dead serious? Yeah. You guys yeah. went too long on between all this, you know, it's, we're supposed to start at one thirty. She timed her bourbon for the 130. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But you know, you, you said something, Darren, that's kind of been on my mind too. It, it, it's, um, you, you want to and need to watch the news to stay informed, but it'll really, at least it does to me, it gets to me psychologically. It gets me down after a while. And I think there has to be a balance there of, you know, just turning it off and, and, filling your day. I, I heard Dr. Oz, I thought he had some pretty good advice that I've been sort of taking on. And that's just whatever um, routine you were in prior to COVID, you know, try your best to stay in that routine. And that's what I've been doing. And I don't know, how, how have y'all been managing that? I'm just all the, the negative stuff that's coming through, but you know, also important stuff we need to hear too, versus trying to keep your life in balance. Well, it's interesting from my perspective in that, you know, because I've just been home, just been sitting here and um, trying to monitor things. But with each day, it just kind of tends to get a little closer to home. And so, you know, I'll get on social media, Facebook or whatever. And, and now I'm, you know, seeing more of our friends that are reporting that up oh, so-and-so just passed from Corona and so-and-so just passed the other day from Corona. And so it's, it's, it's getting, you know, closer into the circle, but, um, you know, and like, like I said, you know, it's, I've thought about getting back up in the studio and just getting away from it. Um, but I do things that help. I like to cook. Um, so I keep myself occupied with in the kitchen, doing stuff like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I'll just mute the TV. I have it going, but I'll just mute it. Um, just to take a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, but overall, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just been, for those of us that don't have to go anywhere, um, occasionally I, I'll, you know, get out in the backyard with little boots uh, or, of course, walk to the mailbox and, 
just stuff like that. But um, I have to tell you, even getting out a few times to go to the grocery store, it's been when you see all these people running around with masks and gloves on and then, you know, you're not wearing a mask or gloves. But, um, you know, I keep the antibacterial wipes with me to be sure to wipe my hands and all that. But it jacks with your mind big time. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you think, oh, people are overreacting to a lot of this stuff. But really, I mean, it's, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. You know, and you think about some people that have little to no symptoms at all. And then other people are dropping like flies over this stuff. So psychologically, it's, it, yeah, it's there, messes with you. And, you know, all you can do is, is try to be safe and stay healthy. Yeah. All right. We need to... Huh. You know, we need to lighten um, this up, make it happy. Oh well, yeah, it's we're very, just, I'm just I'm just waiting for the queen to wake well, up. She's asleep because she's bored. <laughs> you're gonna that? you're gonna have to keep waiting for that for a while. <laughs> but, you know what, guys? Right. I just Darren, got, I think it's interesting. Yeah, chime in, Lori. No, I was just gonna say, um, working for a company out of Seoul, Korea, Samsung, um, we've had amazing calls from them uh, with a more positive move on this virus in their country. Um, so there's, there is a lot of help for people. If you're really struggling mentally, at least with my company, I'm very appreciative of it. And I'm, I'm a brand new employee. So, um, that's been great. You know, they have, uh, people that we can reach out to and, and talk to. I mean, a lot of us are very worried about having a job, having an income, like, you know, everybody else. Um, and what are we doing to sustain ourselves? I don't like watching the television because Darren, I'll end up like a, a nervous wreck, you know? Um, and so, but I think it's important to reach out to people and then look at the positive side. I think we're going to see a big change in our culture and our society and how we treat each other. So I try to concentrate on that. Does that make sense? That's, that makes perfect yeah. sense. I, I think there's whatever your nature is, it's it's going to cause it to be extreme. If your nature is to look on the bright side, you're going to take this uh, unusual occurrence and and try to take advantage of of the free time, of the change in your structure and your, and your exposure to friends, and you're going to try to make a positive out of that. If your nature is to to worry about these things and to take the negative idea of it, you're going to take that from it. So it's really. If you can make a positive decision of your own and realize that, maybe you can work against your nature a little bit, but it's really yeah. going to be your nature is going to be uh, emphasized by this. Yeah, that's a good right. point. That's a good well, point. Well, they're, they're not, um, when I, I'm talking about Samsung, I mean, they really want us communicating. I'm talking to people from, I have 10 states that I cover. So I'm, I'm able to talk with different people. And you're right, Dan, it is amazing. I have one guy who said, basically, Lori, don't call me again. Don't call me until this is over. I, I don't want to talk about business because right now I don't care. And then I have other guys that are very, very positive, you know, telling me all these great stories about what they're doing with their kids and their house. And, you know, so I'm, I don't know, I'm not being Pollyanna. I'm taking this very seriously, but I will drive myself crazy with worry. You know, um, I'm concerned about, my daughter-in-law having her baby. I have a friend in the hospital who was just hit by a car. Dan and, and actually Scott Levon, you know him too, Dennis from Michigan. Well, clearly. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you remember meeting him, the lawyer? Where where did me where did we meet him? Uh, Anchorage. 
I think it was. He's the, he was the marine. He's the marine lawyer who uh, did the T-shirts uh, to try to get his business going with the, the the marine stuff. It was it was a number of years ago and, and a little bit of a passing. Uh, yeah, okay. It, it um, Dan and Laura's son know him very well. Um, Zach's been over to his house, friends what, with. What his happened kid. to him, Laurie? He was hit by a car. He was on his bicycle, mm. and um, he was hit by a car. He's in ICU. He's had um, his pelvis is fractured. He had surgery, and then they discovered um, some bleeding on the brain. Oh, so, oh gosh! And his family can't get in to see him. Um, you know, so it's it's really pretty devastating um, yeah. for for that. He's going to be okay. I mean, you know, pretty positive on that. He's, he's going to be okay. But like you were saying earlier, you can't get in. You can't talk to them. Uh, he did have a phone for a little bit and some kind of plastic thing, and he was getting very frustrated because he couldn't, you know, activate it properly. So, um, yeah, this thing is is it's pretty bad when you start thinking all the little things outside of grocery stores and restaurants and seeing your family and somebody gets hurt. It's all the other little things that go with it. You know, do I watch television? Do I not? Um, sometimes I just sit here and, you know, honestly, say a prayer. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah, Lori, I think you're, it's different from, and I guess if you can separate this, it's different from if you said, hey, I'm going to give you three months, then, you know, you don't have to go to work. You're not going to, you got to stay home and you do whatever. You might, you might see that as a positive thing. Oh my gosh, what I can get done. But the realization yeah. that it's forced upon you and what many people are going through makes that hard. Yeah. Yeah. We're creatures of habit and we just got forced out of our habit. So, yeah. um, I, I found you might wish you could get out of your habit. You don't often get a chance to get out of your habit and that's be forced true. not to do these things. That's um, true. So you, you can take it as a good or take it as a bad. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Now yeah, that's said by a guy who's not out of his habit because as a quote, essential worker, I continue to go to work and things. So as Laura points out, it's more, more of an impact on her than it is on me because my schedule and duties generally continue. Yeah. Right. yeah. One, one thing. Are you doing anything from home, Dan? I mean, are, are you set up to do some reporting from, from your home or? I, 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 kinda... I have, no, I have not done any bookshelf reporting as they call it. I help yeah. set up a bookshelf if I do that. Uh, but uh, I've been able to go in and so I've done it. Uh, if I end up having to get quarantined, I don't know if they'll have me front my national stuff out of there or whether they would find that odd. We do have one reporter who's doing it from the home, uh, yeah. and it's not, not usually the high-profile stories. So there are a few reporters around who are doing that, but I so far not haven't had to do that yet. Yeah. Okay. Our weather forecaster is is uh, forecasting out of his home, and a couple of people in the studio. So what what are they doing in Michigan? We've got a couple of. We have a reporter that's on our like like you, Dan. Unfortunately, he came down with Corona, so they basically um, are on a virtual staff, and they're all reporting from home. You know, they're sitting in these little rooms with a nice backdrop and, and doing the best they can. So there's a big quarantine. That's um, the whole state. The whole station is basically doing it because of that uh, one guy, yeah. you know, exposing That's all of them. Four. Yeah, Channel Four out here. Um, it's wow. a sister with, uh, t um, they're always with, uh, what's her name? Savannah Guthrie, um, yeah. an NBC affiliate. So, um, they're taking it very seriously now. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in the industry or field, but that's what we've been seeing. Um, other stations are still active. Reporters are out. The reporters are out in front of the grocery stores talking to people. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? They're actually... <laughs> yeah. We've still done Talking that. They've, the, the one thing we've done is they've given them these long poles to interview people yes. so they can stay six feet away and still interview them. So six foot poles. I don't, I don't mean to laugh. They, they, they're now funny. talking to people they wouldn't touch with a six foot pole. <laughs> That's, That's it. Yep. Yep. Is the queen snoring? Uh, no, she's being quiet. She's staying quiet. Oh, so she's awake. Oh, my bear. You, you got the best of her already. And then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Levon proposes changing the subject to some lighter, uh, perhaps lighter topics. Although you know, hey. we, we can't ignore uh, what's going on. But well, what, what do you propose? You guys, huh? I mean, who's done? Some, who's doing something? Like you say, I mean, we didn't want a negative. Uh, who's doing something that they wouldn't have otherwise had a chance to do that they're glad to have the time to do? I cleaned some closets. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. I said anybody who comes out of this and says, oh, oh shoot, I never got that done. That's oh, on them. No. You, need, you need to make a list of the stuff you'd like to get done. Getting crap out of the house, emptying the house, you know, one room at a time. Yeah. Uh, I think I... Writing that great American novel. If you said they got that great American novel in you, now's the time. <laughs> so, I found jeans I think I wore when I was 20. Uh -oh. I was like, and I've been saving these. Why? You know? So, um... Yeah, but I, hey, that's the other thing. Um, what do I do with all this stuff? Because I can't take it anywhere. Nobody's taking donations. Just oh, pile it up. Interesting. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Pitney Properties. Pitney Properties provides real estate services to buyers and sellers located in and around the Houston area. Having been raised in Texas, LaVon Pitney is incredibly well-versed in the area's housing market and always manages to find her clients those hidden gems that other agents tend to overlook. LaVon's relentless style and integrity allow her to hold client satisfaction at her highest priority. She works hard to make the entire home buying and selling experience as productive and enjoyable as possible. Whether her clients are first-time buyers or seasoned investors, LeBond works tirelessly to accommodate their needs and exceed their expectations. To learn more about LeBond's real estate services, please don't hesitate to call her today at 713-805-8871. That's 713-805-8871. Or contact LeBond at Soul and Pitney Properties. Well, do you have I, donation I, I, boxes? I'm still doing garbage, but no, no, uh, no donations. I can't. In fact, I'm going to start all the uh, returns. My bottle returns are going to be getting pretty big because they're not <laughs> taking bottle returns now. Oh, you also wow. return bottles? No, we we can't no, these, either. The, here. the five cent bottle <laughs> returns—they've stopped taking them. No, that yep. ended years well. ago <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I. 
So well, Scott, you should be able to do lots of podcasts. That should be one thing you could I, doing. I was going to say, I, I'm either podcasting or I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of phone, catching up on, on phone calls that I've, you know, need, I've been needing to make for months or, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all, you know, you know, anybody wants to do a podcast right now, it's a great time for me. <laughs> and then yesterday, well, that's the, whole... the, other, the other thing people are going to come out of this with is some of this technology will, they'll continue to use this. We'll, maybe we'll continue to use the zoom. You know, we don't get together often enough and, uh, we don't need a, uh, a COVID quarantine to decide to do this at times. And us and other people, I think might continue to use some of this technology the way we were forced to and never really learned to. Yeah, that's a good point. We had our uh, karate class yesterday online and, um, uh, we we used a, a YouTube channel. The instructor basically taught with the YouTube channel, but uh, that'll be expanding and we'll probably continue after this is all over. So yeah, a lot of creative things and you know, thank goodness we do have the technology to take advantage of some of that stuff. Yep. Yesterday we watched uh, Tiger King, the whole freaking thing. I've downloaded it and I think I'm gonna watch it now because everybody seems it's to be It's very about interesting, it and, uh... very, very interesting. It is a, and the a ending, shit I guess, show, I basically. Huh? Don't, don't spoil that ending. Yeah. Don't spoil that ending. I hear it, the ending's the biggie. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil nothing. Yeah. It's a train wreck. Basically, you're looking at a train wreck the whole time. A train wreck? Oh, <laughs> God, you ruined it. It's a train and they get wrecked. Oh, no. That's funny. <laughs> well, they usually don't uh, make documentaries like that that end, you know, have happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that actually is getting probably the more viewing... Uh, than anything than it otherwise would because everybody's uh, can binge on it and uh, that's the one i keep hearing about that people are kind of tuning into and watching yeah that's a big uh, one that i suspect they wouldn't have had the other uh, time to yeah we we watched that it took us about what five six hours we watched it yesterday and uh and bob i know you're you and darren uh i y'all post things on facebook your feet are up you got the fireplace on y'all like to watch tv what have you guys been watching <clears throat> see we we can't say we can't concentrate on, on anything for that long period of time so we watch little short things um because we get bored watching something for a long period of time so it's hard for us to binge watch you need quibi i think that's the new channel for things like 10 minutes long or four to ten quibi. minutes long. <laughs> we could probably quibi. Q, to look that Q-U-I-B-I up. I, or something i get on youtube yeah, we, we pull up YouTube on the TV and we just watch stupid stuff that makes us laugh because everything else is so depressing. Like what? Yeah, what tell us you, what you usually a time waster, so that's a good thing. When you, we're looking to waste time, so that's good. That's funny. What do y'all like tell to watch what, on YouTube? Tell us what cat tricks you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> tell us what? Tell us what uh, get great cat videos you've that? seen. Cat videos. Cat videos. Cat, cat videos. videos. You know, it's, you know, it's, well, what have you, know, you seen just, on YouTube? What have you seen on okay. YouTube? That's my mom. Hello. Hang on, I'll be right back. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Why is Brenda Conway coming in? We lost Gloria. Bob, your screen's frozen. Are you still with us? Yeah, somebody's calling. There I am. Oh, there you are. Well, Bob's frozen. Bob's frozen. He's frozen, too. I had a call come in. Um, <clears throat> hey, LaVon, how are your girls? How's everybody doing? They're good. Are they at school? They're not? They're not in school. They're, yeah. they're yeah. online. Yeah. And Madison yeah. may or may not have a graduation. We don't know about that or a prom. Oh, so it is, it is. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. But 
um, yeah, Laura, she, um, she FaceTimed LaVon yesterday wearing two shades of eye makeup. That was oh, pretty that interesting. Was Lauren. That was Lauren. Oh, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. Mad- Madison's still working at Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. And, and Scott, how about, um, your boys, they're, how are they doing? They're fine. Um, uh, Tyler's still refinishing doors. And, yeah. and Zach is, um, you know, in Austin, he works with Thundercloud subs and they're like all the other restaurants taking to go orders and stuff. But one thing, uh, was interesting is he's seen the largest tips he's ever had and they're yeah. leaving him $20 yeah. tips and stuff because people are sensitive to what those folks are going through. And I, I think that's just wonderful, but he's, yeah. um, he's keeping an eye on things. He's, he's paying his bills and stuff and, and all that, but he's also cognizant that, you know, he's in a very vulnerable business right now. And, and yeah. so he's looking at industries that are, are in a very much a hiring mode, which is the grocery stores and uh, medical industry and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing fine. Good. Thanks for asking. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. So I guess the queen is asleep. Yeah. She, so, yeah. She, she's probably not going <laughs> to well, make this talk, podcast. Can, we'll have to take her early sound July. bites. I want to talk about July, Scott and LeBron <laughs> in particular. Um, don't do that walking in with mask thing again to me. Be, you know, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I seem to be the one always getting pranked. That's so, funny. Uh, what's seriously the possibility of you guys coming? We don't know. Well, can we leave the house by then? Who knows? Well, right. I, let's <laughs> assume that this is over with and, and it's been lifted. Um, actually, the Queen and I were talking about usually 4th of July is very, very crowded. <laughs> Um, in Maine, and there might be some residual fear, so maybe it won't be as bad. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get there either. But let's assume that we can. Um, can we talk into it? Because I'm working on Sean. We're trying to get him. We're all, we're always open to it. You know, I don't know if this is the right thing to say or not, but as um, equally as I'm concerned about the health of, a, of the country, also the economy is. Um, we're very fortunate. Of course, I'm in manufacturing, but uh, right now, right. right now, today, everything is good. But we're getting a one-two punch in Houston. Besides the coronavirus, we we've also seen oil prices drop down to the 20s, and nobody drills yeah. when oil's at low. So, um, right now, today, our business is very strong. In fact, the last couple of weeks have been very busy. And I think one of my customers put it best. He said, uh, we're, we're just buying a lot because we're buying our, our toilet paper right now. We're, we're just stocking up because we there's a lot of uncertainty. Explain that toilet paper thing to me. Because yes. I I, well, you know, when all this started, the big thing was everybody was buying toilet paper. And Governor Abbott, Texas governor, got on and said, reminded everybody, this is not a hurricane. Why are y'all buying the toilet paper? And so... Um, that subsided somewhat, but um, well, I, I think it was just sort of the mentality. Everybody was stocking up because there was, uh, of course, a lot of uncertainty. Well, my customers in manufacturing are doing the same thing. They're trying to bring all their components in so they can put their things together to ship to the end user. And so it may be a, a, a kind of an artificial spike that we're seeing why it's been so busy the last couple of weeks. But um, I... Going back to Dan's glass half full, I sort of look at some of this like in World War II when we were 
um, supporting the war effort. You know, everything being made in America or much of everything being made was to support the war effort. And once we got past that, the next 30 years, America thrived. And so um, yeah. that's that's what I'm hoping and and I hope that we see a repeat of that when this is all said and done economically. There was a psychologist on Good Morning America, one of those whatever shows, and they said the reason for the toilet paper is because it gives people a sense of security. So that's why they people were hoarding toilet paper. So yeah, I know if I if I know I can wipe myself out, the world yeah. is okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I tell you, Scott, what I thought, and you'd be the man for this, and that is B days. Now's the time to market and get the B days going. B days. Get a market for B days. European. B I D E T. They don't need toilet paper. <laughs> oh, oh, but, oh, you're, oh, you're talking about uh, bidet. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I, I don't speak French, so I uh, <laughs> I was a little funny. I was a little off guard there. Yeah. That's uh oh there there are in, in you know, seriously, there are some uh interesting products and markets coming out of this thing and, and I'm gonna be spending my time this week uh, in, in my business. I'm gonna be going to um folks that that you know are making all these ventilators right now and seeing if we can support them i've already reached out to 3m you know to see if they needed any help and uh just trying to see where we can help and and um you know be a part of uh, everything that's going on to, to fight this thing do you uh yeah that's great you probably have to find the local guys i know dyson in england was making a big effort and was challenging other vacuum cleaner makers to make uh simple easy to ramp up uh, ventilators. Yeah. I don't know if there's any uh, Hoover or other vacuum makers who might be doing the same in the U.S. Yeah, I, I, I caught that as well. And, and I heard that GM is making ventilators. And, uh, you know, I, I think the first thing I'm going to do is go online and just see where um, the ventilators, the top producers of ventilators are right now. And But we already have customers that uh, I've got a customer up in West Virginia, for example, that makes uh, they have a uh, diaphragm type thing that goes on a respirator. And so that segment of their business is, is booming right now. And, and so there's a lot of little pockets that, you know, we're on the news and the media, we're just gonna hear about the big companies making them, which they of course need probably the most support, but, but there's a lot of pockets, uh, small pockets of, of uh, manufacturing industry that are supporting this specific need for um, ventilators and respirators that, that you know, we're also trying to target as well. I wonder if, um, I wonder if we'll have the next baby boom. <laughs> well, Just saying, everybody's at home, baby. you know they're having sex, come on now. Baby booms and divorce booms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how much sex can you have? Uh, a lot. What else? There's nothing to do. Well, that tells me. That tells me what you've been doing. Oh, really? <laughs> you're obviously not following social distance guidelines. <laughs> oh, that's what condoms are for. <laughs> We're following uh, social intercourse guidelines. Did I just say that? There you go. <laughs> that's funny. I, you and I said it just make sure you wear a mask. <laughs> Yeah, they, they've been doing that for years. Condoms are a low priority now, right? Master, what's right. in? That's called role playing. Never mind. <laughs> you play the bandit and come in the room with the mask on. Uh, yeah, way ahead of it. Okay, you like don't... you like Zorro, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you keep stabbing her. 
That's funny. Um, Darren, this is, goes out to you. So um, our bar down the street is doing karaoke via, uh, virtual. You do it online. And then when all this is over, they're going to have the winners compete against each other. And the theme is Elton John. Oh, how funny. It's a, how the, funny. It's called The Branch. The Branch. That's Interesting. The, Get on there. Get on there. It's yeah. The, yeah. They're on Facebook. And you submit your virtual... <laughs> video and then at the end they're going to have bring the winners of the virtual video i guess the top five or six i'm not sure yeah and then you're going to compete live when this is hopefully all over well you know that's what they did at central green the first year that we were living here uh it was at, right after harvey uh, but they they maria uh her husband, she and her husband, Ron, own the cellar door. You guys know him. Yeah. Anyway, she's the one that turned me on to it. And so what we did was you had to submit a video of yourself singing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, just because Maria said, ah, enter it, I want you to enter it, Darren. Um, and he won. Anyway, so I thought, okay, I'll just, because she was nice enough to let me know about it, I'll go ahead and enter it. Well, I didn't do a little virtual movie of myself. I just put like a still shot and that played through that shot was there steady throughout the whole video mm-hmm. and i went ahead and submitted it right i thought well maria was nice enough so um i'll be darned if i didn't end up coming in because the people voted they put it on this website yeah and people voted and i ended up making the finals and then Ooh. i had to perform live and ended up winning first place so, but that was wow. a lot of fun, actually. Yep. We were there. We That's were, right. We were at Discovery yeah. Green when That's you performed. Right. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. you won yeah. studio time. Did you ever use it? No. Because <laughs> I have my own. <laughs> I have my own. I have my own. That's funny. But, well, maybe uh, uh, Lori should oh, do it. I was it. just going to tell you. Um, I just got off the phone with my, my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, she and my aunt Carol, their sisters, they live together in Arizona. Well, Carol is battling with lung cancer, so mm. her her body's compromised. Of course, mm-hmm. um, she's doing fine, but Mom had ventured out to try to find ramen noodles because Carol will <laughs> eat ramen noodles. So yeah, ramen noodles. But the shelves were cleaned out of ramen noodles. Oh. I went on Amazon to look for them. They were um, not available. And so finally, really? Bob and I, we went out to Ranch 99 and we found some ramen noodles. So I got them, we got them together. I shipped them to mom and they were supposed to get there Friday. Well, um, she was just calling me to tell me that they hadn't arrived yet. And I said, well, they're probably backed up just because of everything else going on. Um, and uh, The house that they live in is actually Carol's son, my cousin Robert's home. Mm-hmm. And he's gone a lot of the time because he works for the studios and he's on location and does a lot of building sets and that sort of thing. Well, he's coming home because there is no work at this point. Um, But he's afraid he's not going to be staying at the house. He's going to rent himself a hotel because he's been around his ex-wife, Jojo, whose daughter is positive for Corona. So he he doesn't want to get anywhere around um, either my mom or Carol, especially Carol. So now he's going to be quarantining himself in a hotel somewhere in Arizona for the time being. But see how it just all, mm-hmm. I mean, it affects everyone in some aspect. 
by the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he doesn't know at this point if he's been exposed, but he doesn't want to take any chances of exposing mom and Carol. Hmm. So, oh, and mom like, was like, she was like, she was Darren, like, Darren just stay in, stay, in, stay, stay safe. safe. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. much what we're doing. I have, I have to tell you, our, our um, Levon, you'll know this. Alex and Valerie just asked us what we're doing, and I told them we were Zooming with you guys. Mm-hmm. And so they're downloading Zoom on their laptop so we can Zoom with them later on. Oh, tonight. wonderful. That'd be great to catch up with them. They, they, they never heard of Zoom, and so they're putting it on their laptop with their mom, Teresa and Gary, whose house we stayed at. Oh, and so cool. they want to have a Zoom party later on tonight. That's cool. <laughs> well, just, just what, if stock, they get it. My stock in Zoom. Yeah. That's I'm telling you. See yeah. what you're doing, man. You better hurry up and buy some. Well, the next yeah. time I do another happy hour thing, I'm going to just put the link in the We'll have to end the party. Make it uh, interstate. Yeah. For sure. What is Dan drinking? Oh, his beer. I was going to ask, what is this? So are you, are you guys, are you guys hey, on your phones or your computers? We're on our computer. Oh, yeah. you're, on your you're on your phone, Laura? I'm on and my phone. Okay. A spicy beer. I like this better on the computer. You can see yeah, because there's a yeah. setting, and I don't know what I did, but I can see all of y'all, like in tiles. What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Good, Persepo. good question. Persepo. Best question. Persepo in honor of the Sleeping Beauty. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this is the reason she's sleeping. Shit. <laughs> it's brown. <laughs> yeah. Man, when, what, man, when did she get started? Uh, when did we wake up? Uh, <laughs> what else is there to do? Well, she, when we set the time. The Prosecco was breakfast. Hey, alcohol was his breakfast. She's not going to get sick. I think he's right. No, I knew. Yeah, she's very really sanitized. When, I knew that she wasn't long for this meeting when she kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. When we set the time, she said. We said the time. I said, what time is one o'clock good? She goes, oh, by far, I'll be well into my drinking by then. I'm like, okay. Because here, one o'clock, two o'clock there. Yeah. You know, I I do have a question for for, uh, Dr. Bob. Um, So it's 80 degrees here today. And I'm guessing it's cooler than that in Massachusetts and Michigan. But why is the flu, why do we catch it more in the wintertime than in the summer is because we're, we're changing from warm to cold climate and our our resistance lowers or what what's going on there it's a myth bobby do you want to weigh in i've heard a couple of things but bobby you're medical but look, so you but look at <laughs> it's a myth because okay so where's one of the big hot the, the new big hot spot right now new orleans miami it's 90 degrees oh okay well there you, know, you go so, 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 you know, the, the change, you know, it, my, it, when it's hot, it becomes warm and moist and bacteria and viruses grow in a warm, moist area. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was joking around saying if I had to pick my place of where I'd want to be right now, probably like in Aspen or someplace where it's snowing <laughs> and it's cold. But then again, when it's snowing and it's cold, maybe the, the viruses don't grow as much and they don't proliferate but the few that are there your immune system is down so you know so it's a myth it, it goes back and forth there's no right or wrong hmm. well, Bobby I'll tend to disagree on that it's not a myth but it may not be uh, it may not apply with this particular virus uh, the flu virus in general is seasonal and I've heard a couple of different exactly. theories I don't think there's I don't think there's certain one is that in hotter and uh, more humid weather the droplets don't stay in the air as much and they don't aerosolize as much. So they come out of the air. My suggestion has been that uh, in the winter months, people that gather together more 
and they're not outdoors and separated as much as they right. are in the summer months. So those are two different theories. They don't know exactly why, but the flu is definitely seasonal, but they don't know whether this virus will be seasonal. They're hoping, but as you said, because it's been in the Southern hemisphere and it's been in some of the warmer climates, there's some hesitation to suggest that, that, that we I might get lucky and get seasonal on it. I think there's two difference. There, there's proliferation and there's transmission. And I think there's there's I think when you're whether you're when you're talking about proliferation, there's one concept. When you're talking about transmission, there's a different concept and you can't compare the two. When I when I do this, that means it's echoing. <laughs> boom, boom. Bobby, anyway. Bobby's letting you know a little bit I think it's because Darren doesn't have his mute on and I'm sitting next to him. Oh. Yep. So you're transmitting to him. You're transmitting to him. You're transmitting. Thank you for clearing that up. Now another <laughs> another thing I heard too is this this ugly this ugly I virus has these. Perfect. Yeah. Darren was sitting next to me, and when I was talking, he didn't have his mute on. Oh no, social yep. distancing. No, let's see. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I've heard too is this thing has these ugly red spikes on it. This virus in in that <laughs> the, 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 it's anchoring itself, and that's <laughs> making it tough to kill. Is it to clear that up for us? It's just what it looks like. I mean, like I said, so do kidney stones. That's just what it looks like. I mean, I. But it's kind of, vel Bobby, correct me, it's kind of like Velcro on the respiratory system. Yeah. Lungs, isn't that it? Yeah. You no, know, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just the, it's just the, the, make, the make of this virus. It's just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. It's, it's just what it is. Hmm. But they do say, they say it's got to find its way through your, uh, your nose, your eyes, or your mouth. And that's why if you can resist putting your fingers, your eyes, your mouth, your face, um, you can protect exactly. yourself a lot. That's why that, the interesting thing, the masks is an interesting thing. It, the, 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 the standard masks, you know, that most people have on, they don't really protect you, no. but they do protect other people. And I saw an interesting article today that said if they had universal wearing, of, if everybody was wearing the masks now, it would actually go a long way to, to, to solve the problem because people wouldn't spread it as much, um, as well as not touching their own mouth and face. But if there was universal mask wearing, it would it would help as a, uh, uh, not in protecting the people wearing the mask, but protecting the people from the people who are wearing the mask. Yeah. That makes sense to me, that's interesting. It, it's kind of tough there. And, and you will get experts on both sides of the fence because, um, it, it's, it, it's very, very tough right now. And I think we're going over the cusp because where we are right now, it's very difficult to see people wearing masks in grocery stores and stuff when we don't have enough masks for the people that are taking care of people in the hospital that need it to protect themselves because the people in the grocery stores don't need them because it's not going to protect them. It's going to protect other people if they're sick from getting it, but it's not really going to protect them because the majority of them are homemade and not in 95s and it's not going to protect them. So we look at people and say, why, why are you doing that? Give it to somebody who needs it. Um, but as we move on, uh, you know, and if there was enough, yes, I mean, the, if, if, if we had the golden lining, it'd be great if everybody could wear a mask and everybody had the right kind of mask and, and we could and, and we could eradicate this thing. But it, it's a tough thing. Hmm. What the Post opinion thinks that I think that is, and this alludes to you, is don't have people wearing the good masks is the people that are wearing the universal masks should be ones you can even make yourself or the cheap exactly. masks and leave the good masks to the people who need them in the healthcare, but everybody else should be wearing yes. masks you make out yourself to avoid spreading it. 
And they said, yeah, we're not going to get it in the U.S. culture. But they pointed out in the Czech Republic, apparently, they made it kind of like a social thing where it was cool to help the cause by wearing it. And then people were putting them on, like, trees outside their house. Here's a mask. You know, someone else take it and use it. And so it became, like, socially uh, not almost accept, not only acceptable, but expected that you're a jerk if you don't wear a mask kind of thing because you're not helping protect your neighbors. So and it was interesting how they were able to make that work. And it's too funny. And, and then you go in a grocery store and everybody's wearing gloves and they're wearing gloves and they're touching something and then yeah. touching something else and then touching something yeah. else and then t- touching the cart. And then they're going out in the parking lot and they're throwing their gloves on the ground. I mean, yeah. you might as well just use yeah. your bare hands. You're not washing your gloves in between touching everything that you're touching. How stupid. Yeah. Well, they're, protect- they're protecting themselves, but they're not helping us any. I- I've thought well, about that as well. Everybody else. I mean, it's, 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 it's a waste. Uh, there's people that really need those gloves. Don't waste them. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Uh, Darren, you were holding up something. Were you wanting to demonstrate something for us? <laughs> I thought it was an airline thing. Gotta, wait a minute. I got to mute so he can talk. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the other night <laughs> I was just sitting here and I did a tutorial on how to make a mask. If you don't have a mask and you feel comfortable wearing one, um, I did this Facebook live thing and basically took, like a so these are cheap paper towels. We couldn't find bounty. So I just took two sheets, um, laid one on top of the other and folded it like an accordion or a fan. I took these rubber bands that I keep when I buy asparagus and took the ends of the paper towels that were folded and I just folded the ends over um, over the rubber band, stapled it, and I ended up with with a mask. Perfect. Oh, wow. Darren, you're, actually, you're exactly right. And the funny thing is, as Darren said, or as Bobby said, we kind of have the view that the people wearing the masks are being goofy because they think they're protecting themselves and we kind of don't like that. If we can switch it around where they're actually the nice people who are protecting us from them, then it would actually be more of a positive thing and you'd actually appreciate the other guy wearing the mask. Well, it's a very simple thing to do. Um, again, for people that want an extra sense of well-being when they have to go out, um, I thought, well, there you go, that answers that. But and I was really frustrated because Facebook took it down. Really? Really? Yeah. Why? I don't. Wow. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. That's weird. They um, don't usually explain, but they do have. They're do, they're being a bit more aggressive lately for reasons. I don't know why that that one would uh, that would catch their attention. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. But anyway, um, there you go. It's easy to do. Um, and by now, I'm sure. Everyone has a surplus of paper towels. I would think so. I would think so. Wow. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're COVID policing, and uh, you know, somehow I don't know. Uh, it's not that, that seemed like a pretty positive one, but if somehow they think it's uh, misdirecting people, I guess they're getting a little overboard. But that's that's interesting. That that uh, is weird. That attempt to help was was, was censored. Yeah, I, some liability thing probably which is crazy to me because uh this is uh this is one of those situations where you you know you got to get creative and uh i know that they're 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 cutting corners probably getting stuff approved washington is and and uh 
that's what we need right now. This is this is not a normal situation, and you know we just we need to we need to get results, and we need to get them quick. And I, I love it. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Darren. That's that's a great idea. I'll tell you tomorrow. Tomorrow, for everybody that I screen, the employees that walk into the hospital, the employees that haven't been there, I have to give a mask, and I have to give them a plastic Ziploc baggie to put the mask in. They only get one mask a week. Oh wow! Yeah. One mask a week. Yeah. And so I give them a mask and a plastic bag to put it in because we only have enough for one mask a week unless it gets grossly soiled. Yeah. And then disinfect it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that that's a real life story. Yeah. But the fact that it really the, the, the greater purpose that it serves is to prevent you from spreading it to somebody else. That's not a horrible thing, I, I'm thinking, or am I, I wrong? Would, I would say yes, normally, but remember, we're in a patient care in a hospital setting, so it goes both ways for us, and we're still giving them a plastic bag and say, use it for a week. Oh, okay, yeah, that that is a yeah, different healthcare, situation. Yeah, healthcare goes both ways. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, interesting. Did you guys happen, to, this is a, a little bit of a lighter note, but you know, a lot of weddings are canceled and, you know, like we were talking about earlier, did you guys happen to see the couple that got married in New York City and the guy that officiated was on like the fifth or sixth floor hanging out a building? Did you guys happen to see that? No. Did not catch that. Tell us. That's love. Tell us. So, the, the, I- no, there, it was, it was young, a young couple in New York City. Um, clearly, their menu said no. So they got all dressed up and she was in her bridal gown and, you know, he was in his tux and they stood outside of, um, I, I don't remember the denomination, it doesn't matter, but who wept but the officiating was hanging out of the window um, of his building and married them in the streets. And it was like hilarious. Um, so that's kind of, again, a good thing that you see um, and other people, that were on the street were clapping and, you know, doing all the fun. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing where you don't need a mask. I mean, those two clearly, and he didn't five flights up, I don't think, but um, it, it was nice to see. It was just something that was positive. You yeah. Know? And, um, they got back in their car and drove off. So it was really cute. It was really cute. Drove back to their apartment for their honeymoon. Well, yeah, where are they going to go, right? <laughs> but um, it, it was just, it, it's one of those lighter moments with all of this going on. Yeah. Um, I not realize that um, you're talking about one mask a week. I mean, I, that, that to me is just devastating. Um, yeah, is that, I don't know. Bob, is that, is that because... I mean, especially for medical, is that because of the shortage of masks or, or um, I guess or that would be, what's that? Or not to cause a shortage? Or yeah, that's that's the way to, yeah, thank you. Or is that to not cause a, a shortage? It, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of both. Um, we're, um, we're, we're gonna, we're having a big meeting tomorrow to reevaluate it. So in places like ICU and the ER, um, we probably won't make it that strict in places like med surge and non-clinical areas. We probably will do it once a week, but you know, again, we don't know how long this is going to go on. So you got to be careful, you, you know, and you want to try and, and, and be a little bit smarter about what you do. You don't want to be dangerous, but you, you also 
want to be prudent. So, so I think probably what we're going to end up doing is saying in general med surge and in non-clinical areas and in places where it's not such a risk, one mask a week is good. In places like critical care in the ER, um, you know, maybe, it, you know, it's okay. Um, we're going to have to look at it. Yeah.